Thank you for joining Resurrection Lutheran Church this Sunday morning, giving praise with us for God's blessings of music, prayer, and scripture. I, Pastor Karen Perkins, will be sharing a message of grace, forgiveness, and hope. All of the worship leaders welcome you. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God who is eager to forgive and who loves us beyond our days. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, source of every blessing, your generous goodness comes to us anew every day. By the work of your spirit, lead us to acknowledge your goodness, give thanks for your benefits, and serve you in willing obedience through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord.
Jesus' mission includes making people clean again. Unexpectedly, a Samaritan healed of leprosy becomes a model for those who would praise and worship God and give thanks for God's mercy. The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the 17th chapter. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten lepers approached him. Keeping their distance, they called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were made clean. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, Were not ten made clean? But the other nine, where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to them, Get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. there's being healed or made clean and there's being made well because they were all they were all healed right we're told that they're all healed but one came back to praise God many of you already know this but for those of you who don't I'm going to tell you I'm taking a class at UAS right now I'm very excited about it it's been really interesting and fun it's a short class, but I had my term paper due last week. And uh, it was on the relationship between spirituality, spirituality and religiosity, which for the purpose of the paper, I lumped together because otherwise it was going to be, you know, thousands of pages not getting there. But religiosity and spirituality and health, specifically mental health, mostly in the US, but there, are, there, there was data from around the world. It will not surprise many of you to know that those who actively participate in a religious organization or a religious practice, or who define themselves as very spiritual, live longer, not just longer though, live healthier describe themselves as more satisfied with life, have healthier relationships, have lower rates of mood disorders, depression, anxiety, have uh, lower rates of cardiovascular disease, have lower rates of a number of other degenerative diseases including, there's some evidence, including dementia. All of the numbers are lower rates for people who practice, have a religious, active religious practice, to find themselves as very spiritual. Like I said, for the purposes of the study, we put it all together. It wasn't as important what the religion was because most major world religions teach love, peace, kindness, generosity, service, 
Humility. Did I say thankfulness? Thankfulness. There are certainly people who distort religions all around the world and do some really, really evil, hateful things with religion or in the name of the religion. So I, I, I realize that's true, but that's not because the religions are hateful. It's because people do hateful things with religion. Most major world religions teach love. And people who practice service to another, forgiveness, humility, kindness, etc. We have higher rates of dopamine and, as I said, uh, lower rates of a number of identified diseases. And we mostly describe ourselves as more satisfied. There are a lot of theories as to why this is. Certainly, I believe there's the whole God piece of God's involvement in our life. But I don't think that God makes people sick because they don't go to church or something like that. But the more time we spend attending to God's call in our life, the less time we spend doing things that are destructive, right? doing things that are unhealthy. And a lot of us know what's healthy. We know what's healthy in terms of relationships. We know what's healthy in terms of what we put in our bodies. We know what's healthy in terms of what activities we should do. Um, but for various reasons, we're more or less motivated to do them. Now, I'm going to mention that there are illnesses that don't show in, uh, improvement or lower rates with religion. The ones that were called out were um, schizophrenia and PTSD. And since I was fo focusing on mental illness, um, I just I, I want to be honest about the fact that it's not across the board, but there are a heck of a lot of health conditions that are improved by attending to God's call in our, in our lives, serving other people, and being in contact with other people. By and large, religious people spend more time doing stuff with other religious people. Religious people do things like sing. And even if you are not a great singer, I am one of those that is not a great singer, singing praise to God, I guarantee you stand up and sing praise to God for 20 minutes, you are going to feel elevated. And people with religious practices, we do that. We sing, we pray, we serve. So we have a couple of healing stories today. We know that Naaman, his problem was pride. I mean, first of all, a slave, somebody that he's been oppressing, offers to help with his leprosy. They say, okay, we have this cure. And I don't know about you, but I certainly have people in my life that tell me that if I take a teaspoon of orange peel plus some Tabasco and I soak it overnight and take, uh, you know, you get the point, right? That there are these, these cures, these, these home cures that you kind of think, I'm just making up the orange people, orange, 
say, is there some auntie or, or some sibling who says, oh, this really works. And it may, in fact, be very helpful for health. But there's also a lot of stuff that maybe it's just good for you anyway. It's easy, though, to dismiss those, to dismiss those practices that sound a little bit quirky and to give more attention to things that are prescribed by a physician or whoever your primary care practitioner is. Also a big fan and appreciator of, of primary care practitioners and prescriptions when we need it. But I'm pointing out that it's easy to automatically give more credibility to something that comes from somebody in this defined position of authority than from people who may have inherited hundreds, if not thousands of years, worth of wisdom about wellness. We are whole people. And so Naaman, when he's told, go wash in the Jordan, you know, which is really this, I mean, it, ugh, right? For Naaman, he's got, he's got the Euphrates and, uh, what is it, Damascus? I don't remember which one it is, but he's got great rivers. And he's got to go wash in the Jordan. And he's not even given some special, special responsibility. I mean, he's an important person. He wants something more than just go wash, right? Go wash. So the, his problem is pride. I'm too important to go to your icky little river and wash myself seven times. That's fine for your people, but there should be something better for me. Until it's pointed out to him, well, gosh, if, you if, you were, if you're willing to do something really hard, why aren't you willing to do something really easy? And we can find ourselves doing that. And once he is humble enough to accept the healing, to accept that the healing comes from a foreigner and comes in a way that he doesn't expect it, he's able to receive the healing. When we get to the people that Jesus heals today, the lepers that Jesus heals today. It's not that they're not cured of their leprosy. But the praising God is a different type of wellness. The praising God is a restoration to a more vital, healthful, communal life. It's one thing to get rid of the leprosy. It's another to be restored, restored to your community, restored to your relationships, restored to well-being, and to be able to praise God. Because I guarantee you, if you spend a week, thank God every day for three things, just try it, thank God every day for three things, I guarantee you, you are gonna be healthier at the end of the week. You can do it this week, and I guarantee you're going to be healthier next week. Because it's good for us. It's good for us to do these things that God has called us to do. It's also good for the community. Because Jesus then says, go and tell people. Go and tell people. We are healed so that we can go out and share the healing. 
so that we can go out and be connected to people who need to hear it, who need to be reminded, who need to be restored themselves and hear that this really is available to everybody and it's not complicated, it's not hard. You don't have to be somebody that is esteemed as important. You don't have to pay a lot for a prescription with too many syllables to pronounce. Again, sometimes those are necessary. I'm not anti-medicine. I'm saying sometimes we overcomplicate things. And in these studies that I told you about, that people define themselves as healthful, it even is true in communities that otherwise have some real challenges. Uh, you probably know this, but people who are black and brown in the US typically have die sooner, higher rates of cardiovascular disease, higher rates of diabetes, higher rates of liver failure. I mean, all these health conditions are statistically higher among people who are not white. However, there are communities that are not white that have very high rates of religious activity and religious connection through their community and intergenerational religious practice, which then starts to increase their health. So we have to remember that if a, the religion is telling us to do something that is inconsistent with scripture, that is a false teaching. If we're being taught to do something that suggests you have to be a certain level of importance, or you have to have a certain level of knowledge, or you have to be able to do a certain level of scriptural analysis, or even you have to have a certain amount of faith, anything that the burden is put on you, that's a false teaching because that's not what our scripture says. Our scripture says all we need to do is receive that which is given to God and then celebrate it. And then <laughs> celebrate it. It's one of the reasons I love baptisms because we're going to celebrate it today. So I invite you this week, spend some time praising God. Spend some time praising God and see what happens in your life. Then go tell people about it. gratitude and humility, let us join together in prayer on behalf of all God's creation. Gracious God, we give you thanks for bishops, pastors, and deacons, for presiding Bishop Elizabeth Eaton, Alaska Synod Bishop Shelley Wickstrom, Bishop Tessa Moon Lightseth of our sister synod, and Pastor Karen Perkins. 
Inspire leaders of the church to proclaim your mighty deeds, that your saving faith be known to all. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. Majestic God, we give you thanks for land and water, seed time and harvest. Break down boundaries we construct between ourselves and the rest of your creation. Bring renewal and restoration to places of affected by pollution and deforestation. Hear us, O God. Merciful God, we give you thanks for those in our community, nation, and world who work for justice and peace. Give those who govern to act on behalf of those marginalized by race, ethnicity, or religion. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. Merciful God, we give you thanks that you hear the cries of those in need. Restore to community those who are stigmatized by illness, feel rejected, or who live in isolation. Send healing to all who suffer. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. Faithful God, we give you thanks for the healing ministries of this congregation. Equip those who visit, care, and pray for the sick. Give insights to doctors, nurses, home health aides, and all practitioners of medical arts. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. Generous God, we give you thanks for this and every congregation. Inspire our neighbors in the Alaska Southeast Cluster, especially Island of Faith Lutheran Church Wrangell. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. For what else do the people of God pray? For all those people of Florida, from Florida and all of the Southeast hit by the hurricane, for other people who are just trying to recover from these major, major natural, natural disasters. For those with addictions. Eternal God, we give you thanks for your faithful people who have gone before us to your glory. Renew our trust in your eternal promises of mercy, redemption, and new life. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. With grateful hearts, we commend our spoken and silent prayers to you, O God, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. This is the part of our service where we lift up our gifts to God. We offer ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Members, of course, are encouraged to give our regular tithes and offerings through an assigned number, and we have regular vehicles for doing that. You're invited to go to our website and use PayPal or one of the other donate buttons that we have on the website. You can make a special offering to the RLC on KINY ministry, which helps keep this on the air, or to the RLC food pantry, or to Juno Live, which helps with community outreach. 
You're also more than welcome to come by in person or make a food donation. We encourage people also to be involved with the community and appreciate volunteers. All of these things are gathered together in song and prayer. Gracious God, in your great love, you richly provide for our needs. Make of these gifts a banquet of blessing and make us ready to share with all in need through Jesus Christ, who sets a table for all. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our, Our Father, who art in heaven, heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy, thy kingdom, kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us announce together. The mission of Resurrection Lutheran Church is to promote spiritual growth in Christ and service to all people. God, who gives life to all things and frees us from despair, bless you with truth and peace, and may the Holy Trinity, one God, guide you always in faith, hope, and love. Peace with Christ beside you. Thanks be to God. This has been an abridged worship service of Resurrection Lutheran Church. You are welcome to join us for worship in person on Sunday mornings at 9.30. We are located at 740 West 10th Street in downtown Juneau. Our phone number is 586-2380. More information about our location, parking lot, Current COVID policy and other contact information is available on our website at rlcjuno.org. The website is also the best way to learn about what events are happening with the community outreach ministry, Juno Live. With a vital food pantry, bell choir, quilting group, Bible study, and others, there may be a ministry here just for you. Come and see.